Welcome to the Grid Girls Podcast. Welcome back after a very lengthy hiatus to the Grid Girls. Yay! It's been a little while. Uh, we're here today with Alex, Catherine, our regulars, and new special guest Nina Rochette. She's Hi. a French French media member. Um, you want to tell us a little bit more about what you do in motorsport, Nina? Well, uh, so first, hi to everybody. Um, <laughs> I work as a journalist right now. I'm writing for a French newspaper, and as well as I'm doing some social media stuff for a, F3 te- um, a European F3 team, Panama Street Racing, for those who know. And uh, so, yeah. Well, it's really great to. I'm really glad to have you on here because I know we've been meaning to do it for a while. Yeah, thank you, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Yeah, glad it's finally happening. (laughs) Yeah. So as as usual, we're going to start off with our our segment about women in motorsport and kind of random social stuff that's been happening around the motorsport world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, yeah, you know what, Catherine, you want to start us off with this? You went to Silverstone. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Yes. So I went. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just talking. Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> basically, I won a competition with Dare to Be Different, which I'm sure everyone already knows. Listening, Yay. but it's the organization run by Susie Wolf uh, to get women into motorsport. So I won a paddock pass for race day with them, um, which was interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> it it included um, well hospitality with Mercedes at one point. But the purpose of it was to basically just sort of hop around and talk to different people um, within the industry, especially women. Um, but it started with um, a meeting with Ross Braun, which was strange hmm. and exciting. Nice. <laughs> but um, so we, we had a, it was me and a, a, another woman that won it for the Sunday. Um, so we were there together um, and we chatted with him. And obviously, because we're us, um, we brought up grid girls um, and were basically just like why do we still have them in Formula 1 and he was just like you know what that's a good question and so uh-huh. he he sort of listened uh, Georgia had the um, idea of because a lot of teams work with charities um, of instead of having grid girls have like people who volunteer with those charities or like art survivors of the various things that the charities are for and he was keen on that idea or also I said about you know, having like, they had the kid mascots at Austria, like having things like that for, you know, in place of grid girls. And he was particularly fond of that idea. And, you know, he brought up um, Thomas, the little boy from Spain who burst into tears in the grandstands. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, yeah. he, he mentioned him <laughs> yeah. and said, you know, how, how, how good that looked for Formula One, you know, just being able to bring people <laughs> in and, you know, not crying children. Obviously, that doesn't look good for Formula One, <laughs> no. but, you know, <laughs> letting them embrace Happy things with- that they usually wouldn't be able to so he seemed keen on that idea and I think it fully absorbed that no to grid girls (laughs) so (laughs) I'm hoping that you know that might go somewhere I mean that's really awesome like that's it's really cool that you have the chance to talk to him like that and the fact of the matter is that like exactly the way you put it 
there's so many alternative things we could do with grid girls. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that I've seen is people arguing against kid mascots because it's too dangerous on the grid yeah. for children. I, I don't... Um, I was on the Formula E grid last week, and there were little children all over the dang yeah. place. So I really don't know how legit. I think that's just kind of people trying to come up with excuses. Yeah, and the cars aren't live on the grid, um, like when people no. are there, because they, you know, they turn the engines off right at the back and then get pushed down the grid. So, you know, as long as... If they're going to be, like, doing pretty much exactly the same job as grid girls, they're just going to be standing in one place. So they're not going to be in any danger. They're not going to be in any more danger than, you know, anyone else there. So, yeah, I think that's a feeble argument. They would be alone anyway. They wouldn't be like the grid girls. There would be always someone looking after them. But from my experience in Formula 3, I know that technically pit lane are forbidden for children under 40 or 13, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, because, of course, your car is live, uh, yeah, there are yeah. also a lot of things that are pretty hot. Uh, I kind of burned myself already in the pit lane. So <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, it's not great. But uh, yeah, I understand that it can be dangerous, but as long as there are people watching the film, I don't yeah. see the, the problem. Yeah, and also, I mean, there is there's a difference between the hot pit lane and just the static grid mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. obviously kids can get into danger no matter what they're where they are but i feel like there's there's definitely a difference between like the pit lane where it's very understandable in indycar it's the same way i don't think if you're under like 14 you're allowed in the pit lane mm-hmm. um even with uh a chaperone but i mean the grid is very different the grid anyone can be on mm-hmm. so <clears throat> but yeah it's really cool that's very interesting that you got to talk to him about that yeah so, uh, on our, on my end, uh, we went to Formula E last weekend, and, you know, it's kind of the same thing we've talked about before. Uh, we have so much cool technology, and, like, the, the sport is going in such an interesting direction, and yet there are still women with signboards on the grid, mm-hmm. kind of scantily clothed. Like, why? I don't understand why, <laughs> why we need this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a series that's trying to focus on technology, but yet also cling to, like, the worst social aspects of motorsport uh, instead of being progressive in that way, too. Um, you know, and it's it's very apparent, even in the autograph sessions, where they have women dressed with, like, the title sponsor of the race just standing there. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Kind, kind of in the way where, like, if I wanted to take photos of the drivers, like, the women were kind of in the way. Which we is, have that, we have know, that in F3 obnoxious. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In every we have the, always the great girls, and they were wearing the um, Deutsche Post thing because that's the that's the sponsor of DTM and also the sponsor of every. And if you don't yep. know what it looks like, it's extremely yellow. So when you try yeah, to take I've some seen, pictures, I've seen it. so when you try to take some pictures of the drivers in the autograph session, which is basically the only moment you can take pictures of them with the helmet off, it's just like there is a, always a yellow background. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, uh, it's, uh, it's annoying, you know. It's really annoying, and DCM has such a culture of grid girls. Like they always have um, photo photo sessions for the fans with the grid girls. Oh wow! Uh, they had that in WTCC. In WTCC, they had five sessions per day with the grid girls. I didn't understand. Oh my god! I just 
why? Why do you need a sideshow? And I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing with. I don't know if you guys saw today that one photographer posted the thing about the Hungarian yes. Grand Prix. Yes. Ugh. Can we name him yeah. or? Yeah, Darren. Oh, Heath. yeah, go for it, Darren. Darren Heath. Heath. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Like, what the hell? Why you gotta be like this? Like, here we are, you know, just trying to have a good time, and all you care about are women's butts. Yep. Like, yeah. it's not even the women, it's the women's butts. And you know what? We can take this photo as the perfect example of countering all the arguments that dudes always have about women in motorsport, which is, well, they're there to promote themselves. They're there to, like, raise the profile of their career. Yeah. You can't see their faces. Nope. How yeah. the heck are they going to raise their profile when you're taking pictures of their butts? Mm-hmm not doesn't really make a whole lot of sense um i'm also pretty sure that they haven't consented to just having pictures of their body parts taken photos of yeah so it's infuriating and um kind of again relevant to formula e uh one of the things that i noticed just last week i don't know if it was true for for um all of the races um the demographics of the photographers at formula e last week was pretty even male to female and, you know, I had a chance to, like, stop and talk to a couple women photographers about, like, what kind of shots they were going for. And obviously, the grid girls never come up. Like, if anything, you see people trying to avoid taking photos of them on the grid. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the women photographers. <laughs> you know, it's... I don't want to say it's just dudes, but it's just dudes. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> how, do we ma- how do we make this better? How do we get diversity into all aspects of this sport? Photography included. I mean, we also met a whole lot of women marshals at Formula E, which was really cool. They're all, they were all marshals from, like, New Jersey and upstate New York and, uh, you know, various small tracks around the area. Um, I think because the Formula E cars don't go quite so fast, they didn't need to have, like, F1-level marshals mm-hmm. at the event. Um, but, yeah, we had, a, we had a couple women, like, standing right near us telling all sorts of, like, crazy marshalling stories. And it was so cool. Like, <laughs> it was pretty much everything I want to see at a racetrack except, you know, then again, we also have the Greek girls. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, there are ups and downs to every race series, yeah. and the Greek girls are definitely a down. Formula <laughs> yeah. E seems to be, like, one of the worst with the Greek girls, too, because, like, I remember when we went to the race in Long Beach, and, like, all my photos, like, there's, there's no avoiding them, and that's the yeah, part that yeah. sucks. It's, like, if you want to do it, like, fine, I mean, I don't want it there, but when you can't even, like, enjoy the everything going on without having that, like, shoved in your face, it's, like, constantly all day. And, you know, it's not just the grid girls, like, on the grid. They're fucking everywhere. Like, the podium (laughs) ceremony, just, like, walking around. It's like, I I just want to take pictures of the cars, but, like, I can't. And it's, ugh, it's the worst. It's, it's, it just, it doesn't... (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me that so many people are, you know, all about raising the profile of women in racing, and yet at the same time they allow this to happen. Yeah. You know? Um, it boils down to the same thing. If you're a little kid watching racing, and the only women you see are these women who are just basically objects, what are you going to think about your chances of getting into racing and doing the things you want? Not a whole lot. Yeah. So... When I was a kid, I when I was a kid, we didn't have a, in the early two uh, thousands, we didn't have a, any women into motorsports. Like, uh, we didn't have a women drivers or things like that. At least not broadcasted in France, because mm-hmm. we only mm-hmm. had F one showed in France. And uh, when I was little, I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be a wag. I didn't even <laughs> want to become a racer. I wanted to be a wag because I, I knew that there were no 
no chance for me to become a, a not even just a racer, but a sports folk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's nice that we've moved to a place where, you know, at least girls see slightly more options than mm. that. And, you know, all progress is good progress, but, you know, we don't have to be satisfied with what we've got now. Yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, so that was that. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 talk a little about about some actual races because we've we've had a lot of them in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Form Formula E was freaking awesome. Like, oh my god, that track was so cool. It was a little narrow. Um, there weren't a whole lot of good overtaking <laughs> spots, uh, but that hairpin was hilarious. <laughs> Straight oh up hilarious. God. Like, it was that's a where mess. that's where we we ended up parking there for like most of the race. Uh, on both days, actually. Um, and we watched practice from a couple other spots, but that hairpin was very close to the media center and very close to, like, the access to the podium. So, we hung out there, which meant we got to see a lot of the, like, ridiculous carnage. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> when I think a dragon car drove into the back of a Nextev, uh, little bits of carbon fiber, fiber were going everywhere all weekend. Uh, Sam Bird made his overtake for the lead on Sunday right in front of us, mm -hmm. which was cool. Um, and yeah, on that note, it was really cool to see Sam Bird win two races in one weekend. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, DS Virgin seems to really have their, have their business figured out. Um, and same with Mahindra. Like, Mahindra had a pretty decent weekend. Yeah, Mahindra well. definitely pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they benefited yeah, which... from the fact that Wemi wasn't there. Also. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? On the flip, on the flip side, I feel like Lucas Degrassi could have capitalized a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah, Boy yeah. was really lucky in this one. Yeah, yeah. Which makes this coming weekend a lot more interesting, I guess, uh, considering <laughs> that it's all on the line. But, um, yeah, yeah, I was a little disappointed in how he did this weekend. Uh, Tachita kind of came out of nowhere and had a nice double podium on the Saturday. Yeah. I missed that race, uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> it was a pretty good race. It wasn't as good as Sunday. Sunday was definitely a little more full of nonsense. Yeah, but, it was difficult to uh, report. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was very impressed with um, you know the two rookies we had for the weekend. Pierre Gasly uh, did really well on the second day. Mm -hmm. um, he kind of took a little while in practices to get his to get everything kind of figured out, um, which is fine. I mean, that's so understandable. Makes sense. I mean, unlike Lynn, yeah. who was the race driver. Lin is the reason driver for this vision, so he's been to the simulator, he's been testing and sort of stuff. Yeah. Gasly has never put his butt into a Formula E car <laughs> before through practice one. Mm -hmm. And he had done yeah, one so hour simulator before, that's all. Right, right. Yeah, and he drove it to fourth on Sunday. And yeah. so, you know, all those things considered, that's pretty cool. Everyone Almost was second, super impressed with Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> everyone was super everyone was super impressed with uh Alex Lynn for getting pole on the first day, but yeah, like you said, he's had time in the car before, so that's yeah. it is what it is. Um our dragon cars did not do very well. Very <laughs> you know, oh, a, little, a little upset. I keep wanting Jerome D'Ambrosio to do better. Um and especially this past weekend because it's Dragon's home race cuz America, but oh man, it just it yeah. It's not happening. It's just not <laughs> happening. I'm sad. No. Even Luke Duval didn't do bad. Didn't do too great. And Andretti. The Andretti car is just. Oh, someday we'll have nice things again. Yeah. Today is not that day. And I was just <laughs> constantly sad about Daniel Apt. So you know, great fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. His first day was. Oh Jesus. That poor man. I know. Um, <laughs> 
Like, he, he doesn't catch that a break, like, pretty much ever. Mm-mm. No, he was devastated. That was that was really upsetting. Yeah. Um, we did also get to see the first ever uh, wet session in Formula yeah. E on the Friday. Your that shot was, was I don't know awesome. If, did they? Oh man, we we lucked out. There was a huge puddle right on that stair, <laughs> on that straightaway, um, and one of the Tuchita cars, I think it was Sarazan, just like went for it. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else was kind of going around the puddle, but no, he was just like right through it. Um, it was yeah, that was super interesting. Um, they all seemed to handle it fine. I kind of was almost hoping that we were possibly going to get some rain on Saturday. It just never showed up. Mm. Uh, but I feel like racing in the rain could be very interesting. Those those all-purpose tires, the Michelin tires, yeah. actually handled fine, which okay. was really cool. So, yeah. Do, I liked you, it. do you know the forecast <laughs> for this weekend? The forecast for this weekend is probably not rain. Okay. Um, I, the Saturday is looking like it's going to be pretty chilly. Uh, or no, I, I say chilly. Uh, it's going to be in the low 70s Fahrenheit, so... You know, how, not too 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 warm. How much is it in Celsius? I'm gonna go convert that. Right now. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I I should just assume it's gonna be like um, low it's 20s, gonna be high high of twenty two. Okay. Oh, so, that's, yeah, that's alright. It's gonna be pleasant. It's gonna be nice for everyone going to the race. Yeah. Which is cool. I don't know what that's like um, in Montreal. Yeah. You know, it's a little strange. <laughs> Last time we were there, it was like. Mid fifties, maybe. Yeah, I don't it was know what like that death. Is it was like it was like twelve. It was yeah. like twelve Celsius. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Mm. This was in June, so that's like kind of not great. Um, if we were, actually, if we want to talk about Montreal right now, I got words. Uh, <laughs> I am so so excited for that race. Um, the location of the track in relation to the rest of the city is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, there's one. There's a giant metro station that connects three of the lines, and it's called Barry Uchem. Uh, it's right where the University of Quebec is, and it's like the central rail station. And it is two blocks from the track. So that's going to be perfect. Oh, that's we can just take the transit. Uh, don't have to worry about driving. Um, it's going to be really conducive for people who want to go look at the F1 circuit, because that is also the station that you go one stop onto the island for the track. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. There's so much stuff to do around that area. The roads up there are usually a disaster, so it's really cool that they're using Formula E as an excuse to repave them. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, the, the elevation changes in that area and the width of the streets, is, it's going to be very different from New York, which was obviously very flat mm-hmm. and narrow. So I'm very excited to see how this goes. Do you think um, it, so. you prefer it that they switched the tracks around because New York was going to be the finale wasn't it of the season do you think it's better yeah be it was I'm I am actually really glad that they switched that around yeah because uh, I think this track will prove to be a lot more interesting for the drivers mm-hmm. uh, New York was cool New York looked very nice and it was in a very nice spot for for scenery shots yeah. but like as we saw there wasn't a whole lot of overtaking that didn't involve one car getting into the back of another yeah <laughs> so yeah, uh, less of that will be nice. It should be it should be slightly easier to navigate too. The one complaint I had about New York was that the the fan zone or the e village yeah. was kind of like really long and narrow, so there was nowhere for people to like actually gather and watch anything on a screen. Oh. 
So, uh, yeah, that was that was weird. That was uh, not ideal. It was also really far away from the entrance. You had to, like, walk for a significant amount of time to get there mm-hmm. instead of putting the entrance right by the e-village. But, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see how, see how Montreal is. Mm-hmm. So, um, anything else on Formula E that you guys can think of? Mm-hmm. Uh, should we talk about the announcement of Mercedes today? Yeah, actually, let's talk about that. Okay, so, so that's going to be in season six, right? Uh, yes, from what I uh season six, yeah, 2018, 2019. So yeah, season six. Nice. So that's me- awesome. So for those who don't know, uh, Mercedes said that they would join Formula E as a uh, manufacturer, and at the same time they would drop the DTM, uh, their DTM program, which is a massive thing in Germany. Yeah. Because it, it really means a lot, and uh, uh, for example, GTM program had Paul Duresta, they had uh, Oscar Verlein mm-hmm. as well. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a lot of things. They have Lucas Auer now, uh, who is maybe going to win the championship, whatever. Uh, so it's a really big thing that they decide to drop one of the most historical things in Germany for brand new this series. New yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it won't be the first manufacturer to pull out of a much bigger series. I mean, Audi did that with WEC. Yep. So, yeah, but it's it's, uh, it's, it's it's kind of different, I think, from WEC, because WEC is much more worldwide, whereas, uh, whereas uh, GTM yeah. is extremely... It's really the, the war of brands. Like, in GTM, you're not a fan of the driver, you're a fan of the brand. <laughs> so you have Audi, BMW, and Mercedes fighting for each other and fighting to death, literally. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be weird. I I don't know when's the next time I'm going to do team tribe, but it's going to be really weird in the in the paddock. That's all I can say. How many how many cars does Mercedes have in DTM right now? It has six. All the all the manufacturer have six cars. Hmm. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a big change for DTM, huh? Well, they can't survive with only two manufacturers. Yeah. That's sure. Especially uh-huh. since they they. They reduced the number of cars because last year we were up to 24 cars, so eight per brand. Mm-hmm. But now we're down to six per brand, so that makes 18. Yeah, so if we get down to 12, it's not possible be... to. It's, no, it's not going no. to be possible. Huh. Well, I guess we'll see how that plays out because that's yeah. <laughs> not good for DTM. No. No. Pretty good for Formula E. Uh, the other thing with Mercedes joining Formula E that I saw is that um, a certain former German champion <laughs> has been trolling around California visiting all these electric car manufacturers. Yes. Uh, that's interesting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Nico Rosberg was at like the Tesla factory in California the other day, so maybe, I mean, he said that he wants to do some sort of managerial role. I wonder if he would get involved with their Formula E team. He probably will. Because he would have been involved in the DTM program at some point so if DTM yeah, isn't it's a, existing anymore it's, then it's going to be Formula E definitely I think it's probably a pretty safe bet at yeah. this point which is kind of great which means we'll get to see him around the same way we see like Alain Prost and like some other you know random former Formula One people yep. <laughs> Michael Andretti's there all the time it's great <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that'd be that that will be very interesting um, I also wonder, like, if they're gonna take over an existing team, or if it's gonna add more cars to the Formula E championship. Yeah, I was wondering that. 
I, yeah. I feel like they probably want their own team, but I don't know. I suppose, you know, that's still... But would a... it be, like, would it be, like, their own team with, you know, somebody else? Kind of how, I think, is it BMW that's going to partner with Andretti? So it's going to be BMW uh, Andretti? Yeah, but it was already pretty much done with uh, Da Costa as well before. So, because Da Costa yeah, was yeah, uh, BMW, and BMW still is a BMW factory driver. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't we'll think see. there is any Mercedes driver. Well, there was Felix, but Felix dropped out of Mercedes. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so that's you know switching gears a little bit from Mercedes. That's another big kind of rumor that's been floating around is that Felix Rosenquist just tested a Chip Ganassi car at Mid Ohio, huh. like an Indy car car, not oh, an Indy yeah. Lights car. <laughs> you guys, what <sighs> if we get Felix in Indy car next year? <laughs> He can drive literally anything. It's insane. I know. Well, he's doing, I mean, he's doing Formula E and Super Formula at the same time <laughs> this year. And also driving in, like, Lo he did Le Mans. He's, he did, he did Le Mans, another yeah. one. Is he in IMSA, yeah, I think? I think he's in IMSA yeah. as well. So. Mm -hmm. I counted the yep, number of just... cars he, he, he raced with since the January 2016. He's up to 10. <laughs> I'm not I'm not surprised but like oh I, I got a chance to speak with um, I don't think it was his PR guy but like a guy on his team that's close uh -huh. to him and he was just like yeah Felix is uh, pretty much if you put it in front of him he's ready to go like he'll drive it <laughs> so we need to get that guy and race a champion I know. Oh, I that'd know. be awesome. Felix Rosenquist versus Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> oh, wait. And you know what's even better? If he goes to Chip Ganassi, he'll be teammates with Scott yeah. Dixon. Oh, my so God. Learn his craft from the master who, and then go race Lewis Hamilton. Who would he be likely to replace? <laughs> TK? Uh, yeah, I don't know if TK is going to be there next year, so it's probably going to be okay. TK. Uh, I think they were saying that because oh man i guess i guess we can switch gears to indycar because there's a there's so much happening <laughs> um but you know obviously the the new arrow kit came out today that was cool we can talk about that a little bit more later but silly season is really like starting to get going yeah. um andretti is talking about moving to chevy uh -huh. which is gonna set off a whole load of dominoes because that means that sato won't keep his seat at andretti um which means that andretti will have a free seat uh, TK might retire. Uh, Helio might just go down to doing the Indy 500 yeah. and do sports cars on the side. Like, there's so many potential moving pieces this year. What's going to happen uh, to Mac Andretti? To, oh, to Marco? I no. am not sure. No, Mac Andretti. Oh, Mac Andretti. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah we're not going to have that anymore. Oh, no. Unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I know. What a goddamn shame. We don't have an engine that's going to blow up halfway oh, through man. the race. Damn. I'm so damn. disappointed. I know, but you know what? Uh, you know who is another big team that has Honda? Chip Ganassi. What oh. if we get Mick Han Ganassi <laughs> next year? It just doesn't have the same ring to it. I don't. I can't it get really behind doesn't. it. Um, it really doesn't, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, there. I I think there are still definitely options for Fernando. Uh, it's just not going to be McHenry, which is very very upsetting. Maybe yeah. he'll take um, the seat at Andretti anyway, because he's made so many maybe. new friends. He does, he doesn't need Honda. I guess yeah. if Honda and McLaren aren't doing things anymore, it can just be Mick Mick Andretti. <laughs> just no Honda, no Honda. 
know. Oh my god. Oh jeez. He's gotta come back and try again. He's gotta do the thing. Um, but yeah, uh, other pieces of this are that apparently Honda really likes Rossi, so if they don't use Honda anymore, he might also move somewhere. Um, I, I saw a suggestion that Sam Schmidt but it might be an option, like Schmidt Peterson Motorsports with Hinch, which could be weird and hilarious. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I feel like next year is going to look completely different and not like just the cars. Yeah. Like the drivers too. Yeah. So, also, I'm what's excited. happening with Mikhail? With Mikhail? Ah, uh, so funding issues, I okay. believe, um, are the unofficial reason why he had to miss a race. Uh, he should be back for mid-Ohio, is apparently what I've been told. Right. Um, although I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, it, his, his main primary backer is SMP Racing, which is Russia-based. Right. And I think that they're less than impressed with his performance this okay. year. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, he crashes a lot. <laughs> yeah, he crashes a bit, just, just a bit, a little bit. Um, so he potentially could be out of a out of a ride okay. next year, or also the rest of this year. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, we might also have Carlin Racing next oh, yeah. year, in addition to I, I think there's one or two other potential new teams. Which yeah, so there's just there's a lot happening. Uh, we'll talk about this on future podcasts as things actually happen, because, oh man, we can just, <laughs> I just, I just, I have so many feelings about the possibilities. I need Felix in, in IndyCar. Oh, that'd be great. That's all, that's the only thing I need. That's not actually true, but, <laughs> um, yeah, the last, the last IndyCar race also was Toronto. Um, we have Mid-Ohio coming up next week. Uh, Joseph repeated at Toronto. Yes. Yay! That was good. So good. <laughs> yep. It's not quite the same when he's doing it for Penske <laughs> as know. opposed to when he did it for I Ed know. Carpenter. But, you know, who's counting, right? I guess that's fine. Um, Hinch got on podium again, too. Canada doing his thing <laughs> in Canada. It's beautiful. Um, and rounding out that beautiful podium is, uh... My, Who? <laughs> my fave. Alex Rossi got his first actual IndyCar podium. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Finally, you did it! It only took two seasons. We're so proud. Uh, I think a little even more impressive than that, though, is that Marco Andretti finished Yeah, I, Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like, what the hell? How the fuck? I mean, it's obviously because of that very untimely yellow yeah. flag. Uh, that, I mean, like... Helio was running away with it. Uh, it was, like, basically all Penske's up in the front and Scott Dixon. And then... Uh, well... Mm. We had a yellow flag. <laughs> we had a yellow flag. And it was right before pit stops. So, uh, I think it was Joseph, Rossi, and a couple other people pitted before the yellow flag came out. Or just as the yellow flag came out and had a massive advantage yeah. over everyone who was actually leading. And, yeah, it's just, it was one of those races. Um, I think they're fun to have every once in a while where a yellow flag just messes up everything. Um, and, yeah, it was it was great. It, I personally enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> it was good times for everyone involved. Uh, Will Power didn't finish the race. No. Uh, his, his car died about two-thirds of the way in uh, after some initial shenanigans. Will no power. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! 
I just... Uh, <laughs> puns on puns on puns. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, like, other significant things that happened during that race. I watched it after the the Epri with uh, our good buddy, friend of the podcast, Ryan King. That was enjoyable. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it for that. Mid-Ohio's this weekend, and I Mid-Ohio's awesome. It's a really cool, very flowy road course. Uh, Graham Rahal usually does well there because it's home, his home track. He always has a good time with that. I'm excited to see if he wears an Ohio State race suit again because <laughs> that was pretty impressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's talk F1. Let's talk F1. We had Silverstone this weekend, this past weekend as well, which, I mean, <laughs> it was Silverstone. It, was yeah. it happened. It certainly, it, was it certainly was a race. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, like I feel like the easiest bet in the world would be to bet on Lewis to win at Silverstone. Yeah, because yeah. at this point, like, oh, God, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> Catherine, how was the race? You were there. Well. <laughs> You watched it. I watched you it watched in Mercedes <laughs> as a non-Mercedes fan, which was interesting. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was, like... So, wh- so where where exactly were you? Like, paint us this scene. Okay, so everyone's seen the hospitality units. This. The, the motorhomes <laughs> that they have in the paddock. Um, it's, it's two yeah. levels. Actually, it's three levels, but we were on the second level. Um, we had a nice three-course meal. Or fancy from a menu. I had veal, which I've never had in my life, because like, oh, what the shit. fuck? <laughs> Why would I order that? <laughs> but it's just like you know, I didn't understand most of what else was on the menu, so I'm just like, I'll I'll eat this because I recognise these words. Um, so just sat there eating, got a screen in front of That's us, Nikki Louder on my left, just chatting away, and I'm just like, well, shit, what? And you know, everyone's just sort of chilling out there and. The race starts and we're just sort of watching, got some champagne, you know, why not? And then, you know, like everything's going fine. I'm rooting for Valtteri because, you know, I like that guy, William's boy. And so that was going down quite well. And then we had Kimmy, whose tire decided to disintegrate. And then there's me in Mercedes just going, no! (laughs) 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 Dare to be different woman next to me just being like, we're in Mercedes. And I'm just like, I don't care. (laughs) Just like, I'm devastated right now. And then, you know, Sebastian, like two seconds later, having his issue and me not learning my lesson, doing exactly the same thing. And I'm just like, oh my God, whatever. (laughs) I don't care. Just like, I am grief right now. But, you know. Obviously, everyone was cheering, you know, for for Valtteri, and everyone was super ecstatic about, you know, the double podium, the the one two for their team, and you know, you just hear champagne bottles popping over there. And it's just like, well, you know, I'm happy for you, but no. <laughs> but it was an experience, so that was something. It certainly was yes. a time. Uh, no, that's awesome. Did so? Who else? Like, what other random people wandered into the suite at any given time? Um, Anyone interesting? Well, we physically bumped into Toto walking down the stairs. Um, which, yeah, like that man is tall. Um, he is quite oh, yes. large. I he... followed him up an escalator once. Uh, he is not a nope. small man. <laughs> He's so By tall. Accident. By accident. <laughs> yeah, you followed him. Okay. Um, I, I followed. <laughs> 
Uh, we also saw Susie Wolf, who was sat with uh, Nikki pretty much the entire race until they both had to, you know, run off to do their duties um, for the media right near the end. Um, Billy Munger was downstairs because he was a a guest of Mercedes uh, with Lewis the whole oh, weekend. Cool. So yeah, he was he was great. You know, he was. I just love the fact that he's just so happy to be there and just to you know sort of be like, yeah, I'm I'm great and loving life, and it's just like. You're amazing. <laughs> um, who else? I don't remember. Oh, well, Martin Brundle was literally there the entire race because he was ill. Um, and he was in the Mercedes hospitality, sort of just in the room behind us. We're just like, oh, there's a, an ill Martin Brundle just over there. But awesome. yeah, <laughs> we'd just been chatting with one of like the main doctor of Formula One. And then he was just like, oh, I've got to go. Someone's sick. We're just like, okay, bye. <laughs> So it was all very, very weird. That's, that's... Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that reminds me. Um, We, we had celebrity sightings in New York, <laughs> yes, too. Yes, so I saw. It was really weird. Oh, my God. So we're just walking down the street on the way out of the track on Friday, I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, it must have been Friday. And we, we kind of look over to our right, and, you know, we're in Brooklyn. There's a lot of street art. It's cool. There's murals on buildings and stuff. And we look over to this... And there's this one dude taking a picture with one of the murals, and, you know, I'm oblivious, because it's me, and Elizabeth just goes, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) And we were all just like, no, no. And he's, like, wearing this goofy hat and these goofy sunglasses, and I'm, like, squinting, and I'm like, oh, shit, that is Leonardo DiCaprio. Heck. So we, like, watched him walk by us, like, you're right there, holy crap, Leo is... Um, he got in this giant car with like a bunch of Formula E official people Uh, I forgot he he, like partially owns Venturi yeah Mm -hmm. one of the Formula E teams which so that explains why he was there Uh, Richard Branson was literally running around all weekend (laughs) just like chilling chilling. Uh, they made him the official DS Virgin Racing reserve driver for the weekend yeah just for funsies you know why not Uh, and then we also saw Chris Hemsworth, like, also again, yet again, five five feet from me. Like he's very tall. He's very beardy. Uh, it was it was it was really cool. It was also like extra cool because obviously that's how I got into racing. Yeah, was watching Rush and having Chris Hemsworth be right there at the track. I felt like my my race car fandom has come full circle. And it's beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah, what a what a weird. One. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Um, so yeah, that was the Formula One. Um, Nina, do you want to tell us any like ridiculous stories about what you've anything funny that you've witnessed in uh, your time as a journalist? Well, I haven't been into the F one thing, so it's kind of dif- difficult to say because uh, I mostly go to F2, GP3, and, uh, well, not, not, I haven't been this year, actually, so, uh, not yet, but I mostly go to, to F3, and, uh, in my, in the team I am in, uh, we have the sons of Nelson Piquet and, uh, Adrian Newey. Oh, wow. So, we always have quite a lot of, uh, of people just wandering around, uh, around our paddocks, and we have well, because the the every paddock is open, basically. Uh, in DTM, you can have paddock access for twenty five euros. So that's not bad. Mm. 
and uh, so it's really really open and we have those kind of boards where we put some autograph cards for our drivers <laughs> so uh, my my main duty on track basically is not doing PR stuff for the drivers or not it's just filling the boards with the autograph cards <laughs> and nice. you just go like you, you just run out and you see that the cards of Pedro Fique and Harrison Newey go go way faster than the others and you're just like so sad, so sad. <laughs> but yeah it's yeah I mean why wouldn't you just go grab a whole chunk of the autograph cards of the uh, the son of someone very significant <laughs> in the series yeah. uh, I feel like the same thing well, happens well, well, with with Colton Herta in Indie Lights yeah. his dad is Brian Herta but yeah anyway but it could be worse. We could have Mick Schumacher in Elton yeah. because Mick Schumacher is an is an Efray as well. And I feel so for, th- for this kid. I mean, <laughs> Monta was terrible for him. Monta oh, was wow. terrible. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Mm. Does he just constantly have people like following him around? Basically, well, he tries to yeah. you know stay within the hospitality or whatever. But yeah, I feel, yeah. I really feel for this kid. Right, I was gonna say that it sucks that like he can't just compete like any other no name person in the series. Not no name, but like you know, it, any person who's not with that kind of lineage. It's difficult. I mean, I knew that. I knew that for working for Pedro and Harry from last year, um, but it's an other level with Mick. Literally, it was already like that in last year when he was in um, F four in Germany and in F- and in Italy. So obviously the two main countries where Mikhail Schumacher is seen as a god, and um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a bit weird. That's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the most ridiculous thing that you've witnessed in the Formula Three paddock? Uh, I think it was actually the first time I came to the Formula Three paddock. Uh, it was in 2015. Uh, we were in Austria. And I love Austria. It, it, was, <laughs> it was about I think eight in the after, in the in the evening, but it was still quite sunny because it was in in August, so it was still quite mm-hmm. sunny. And we just entered in the paddock, and usually eight nine is the time where the drivers go home. And for some reason, I saw Antonio Giovinazzi because it was an F3 at the time. So Antonio Giovinazzi, he just came out of the hospitality with some guests. And then he put himself on the floor and do, did push-ups, <laughs> like for absolutely no reason. <laughs> okay. So that's literally the first thing I saw about Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good first yeah. impression. Yeah. <laughs> first impression. Like I, I didn't actually quite like him at the time, maybe because I was a huge uh, a huge fan of Charles uh, Charles Leclerc. So and he was this main rival in the championship with Felix Rosenquist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so very cool. Yeah, Charlotte yeah, Clark has done pretty well, huh? Pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I cannot believe like uh, the man is winning a race with his brakes on fire yeah! on lap one, <laughs> his engine on fire <laughs> on lap tw- on lap twenty and he's 
I was one of his mirror going off on with ten ten laps to go. Yeah, I was on my way up to Silverstone, won. and I was just sort of checking Twitter when the race was going on, and it was just like, oh, you know, he got pole position, but then like his entire car is falling apart, and I was just like, oh no, and then like I checked it like twenty <laughs> minutes later, it's just like Charles Leclerc wins, and I was just like, what the fuck? What is wrong with this guy? Oh. <laughs> He's insane. <laughs> Magic man over here. It's like miracle worker. Yeah, that's incredible. I so do, he'll end up in GP two next. This year, is GP. This is F two. He's in F two. He is oh, in, he's GP2. in GP two. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I was thinking it was GP three. Yeah, geez, I wonder where he is gonna end up next year. It might be Sauber. Well, from Gene has, I think it was Gene has with Gunter Steiner's comment, not mm-hmm. Haas. Yeah, well, Haas because have he confirmed said that. Both but technically, he said that well, Grosjean and Magnussen were supposed to say, yeah. but. At that point last year, Grosjean and Gutierrez were supposed to say, ah. and here we are now. True. Yeah. So we don't really know. And he's testing, Leclerc is testing for Ferrari in Hungary, uh-huh. so... Talking about hype, Kubica is testing for Renault. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. How old is Robert Kubica at this point? Uh, I think he's about 32, 33. Okay, so he's not super up there, but like, man, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Like, I I, I get that people loved him and stuff, and that, like, he probably should have kept having a chance in F1, but, like, maybe give someone younger a chance? Yeah, that's the thing I have. I mean, I follow young young drivers, so obviously I want them to get to F1. Uh And there are so many drivers, even in Renault, when you see Sorotkin or Oliver Rowland deserving a seat there. I said that Roland doesn't have a go at the in Hungary actually. Yeah. It's Nicolas Latifi who has one. Yeah, but yeah, hmm. money. <laughs> yeah, when it, so is that for FP one in Hungary? No, it's the, it's the, the is the mid season testing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't actually realize they were testing in Hungary. That's yeah. Good. Um, cool. So yeah. Yeah, I I I mean I hope he has a drive next year. You know, as a fan of several drivers now who. We're good enough to be an F1, but there just wasn't the space for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'd, yeah, it'd be kind of upsetting to see him, like, fall by that wayside yeah. just because of politics. I think Sauber is going to be the best bet, but it would rely on them staying with the Ferrari engine and not going to Honda. Yeah. If they yeah. do, because they they announced today that Nobuharu Matsushita would drive for them, and Nobuharu <laughs> Matsushita is Honda, but yeah. Honda back driver. Yep. Yep. It's confusing. So, yeah. So that's. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, now, who's going to test for McLaren? No idea. Yeah. Because they, they, they what have... is McLaren going to even do next year? If McLaren goes to Ferrari engines, I saw that suggested I think somewhere. The... Like, how does that even make sense? I think make Ferrari sense? Yeah, but they don't want to. Said, yeah, you can't <laughs> have our engines. Ferrari don't want to. No, yeah, that makes sense. You know, but and, and it really extra makes sense because these are two competing yeah. supercar manufacturers like mm. why the hell would you put one engine you wouldn't put exactly. a Ferrari engine in <laughs> yeah. it's just no. stupid <laughs> yeah I don't know I hope Mac- <sighs> McLaren what are you even doing they're imploding <laughs> like that's just I think the, the refrain <laughs> how is that any different from you know recently yeah. <sighs> it's upsetting um <clears throat> So yeah, uh, let's do some quick predictions for the next race. Races. There are many races. Uh, Formula E. Let's talk Formula E real quick. Who do you think is going to win both races? We won't do the podium. We'll just do winners. And who do you think is going to win the championship? I think Buemi's going to win the championship. Who should start? 
What? Oh, just, uh, I don't know. Someone just go. <laughs> I think Felix is going to win at least one race. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. I think he's finally going to get a win. Or not. Yeah. Wait, did, has he got a win yet? Yeah, he had. No, I don't think. He won. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He won in Germany, He won right? Berlin, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think Felix is gonna win one race. I think Lucas is gonna win the other, and Lucas is gonna win the championship despite fucking up yeah. in New York. Because <laughs> drama. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think for the drama, I mean, I think Boemi is still going to win, but we don't know. But I think, yeah, I don't see Boemi unless up, and really. yeah unless something like Bouncy happens oh god i just hope it doesn't i can't live with oh, that geez. again <laughs> just like lucas wait what if lucas w- what if lucas wins the first race and he's ahead in the championship so he takes no i can't oh my god oh man i'd have to disown him i just <laughs> oh man i i don't know i'm excited Anybody else got anything? I, I no, was gonna amazing. I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Nina, you think Boemi's gonna do it? I think Boemi's going to win that one. Right, Again. Well. I mean <laughs> when you look at how much he dominated the championship. Yeah. I don't even see him not winning a race this weekend. Oh, you think he's going to do the double? Okay. Well. No, no, I don't think he's going to do the double, but he's going to win only at least one. At I least think. one, okay. Yeah. Well, it should be interesting. I I really can't wait to see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, let's do a little indie predictions. I mean, I didn't watch Mid-Ohio last year, so I, this could go anyway. This could go a number of ways. <laughs> but my prediction for this podium is... Uh, I think Graham Ray has to Yeah, I would go with that. Because, <laughs> uh, whatever, it's it fine. It has to. Um, I think my son is going to get on the podium again, because I'm feeling it. I'm just feeling it. And then I think we'll just throw Penske on there, and we'll just have it with <laughs> Joseph, because I love Joseph. <laughs> there we go. My predictions are very scientific. Actually, you know what? I think Graham Ray Hall is going to DNF, because I think he's going to... It's it's gonna mean too much to him that he's gonna do something stupid and he's gonna get really salty about it and then he's gonna go get a steak and shake to drown his woes. Oh Who's he? God. Who is he gonna deal with? Charlie Kimball. Like is he gonna crash into something? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Oh you always God. know how to you know predict the right shit. That's that's exactly oh. what I want to happen. Yeah. Oh man. And then some. Rando will win. Oh. Marco. It's Marco's year. Oh no. <laughs> it's never Marco's year. Oh my god. Oh my god though. Could you imagine? Oh my what, god. A, what a good day. <laughs> Alright, so you got Marco and who else? Who's second and third? Oh, I gotta have Joseph there. So I'll have him second. Mm-hmm. Um God I can't even remember the race last year. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I I might have watched it, but I can't really remember much about it. I don't remember it might anything. Have been, if it, it might have been the same weekend as a really exciting F1 race, and I was, like, mad about it. Well, Hungary, oh, yeah. that sounds about right. Hungary was boring. boring yeah, Hungary year, was, was it? crap. Was it? I think it was. <laughs> it was. It definitely was. I was there. 
Alright. <laughs> Mid-Ohio 20... We're being real professional here, and I'm just gonna go Google <laughs> I mean, it's either gonna have been Germany <laughs> or Hungary last year, and both of those were boring. Yeah. Okay. It must have been Hungary. Uh, results. It was probably Germany, actually, because I remember watching an IndyCar yeah, race at the Airbnb. It would have been the last Ger weekend of July. Yeah, then it was yeah, Germany. Yeah, so that was Germany. I was there as well. Okay. Yeah. So... Oh, Simon won last year. Oh. Uh, I take that. I'll take that. Okay, so yes. Penske. <laughs> Simon Pagano. Yep. Yep. Mm. I don't know what's much of IndyCar, but I take Simon Pagano on the podium. Yeah. So, <laughs> Simon Pagano is wonderful, and I yep. accept that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was Simon, Will, Carlos Munoz, yep. and Graham Rahal were the top four last okay. year. Oh, poor Carlos. I'm sure he thinks that on a daily basis. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. You have so many good chances, and then you go to AJ Foyt. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, cool. So those are those are some good predictions for mid Ohio. I uh, think. Um, oh, I think Max Chilton is gonna win mid Ohio. It's. I think it's. <laughs> forget Marco. It's Max Chilton's I'll, I'll year. That. He's 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 <laughs> ending his bachelor life. Yeah, that's why I was. Oh my god! That. Yeah. <laughs> So proud. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, Nina, do you want to make a full podium for this one? For Indy? For IndyCar? Yeah. I don't really watch Indy, so I can't really say. <laughs> uh, just going to say well, with the, the, the ones I know, I'm going to go, yeah, Pagano, I'm gonna go with Pagano, Chilton, <laughs> and uh, Dixon. Whatever. Yeah, that works. Scoot, Scoot <laughs> yeah. would probably be right He's up always there. a like, safe bet. We're all kidding ourselves. He's actually <laughs> yeah. going to win. Yep, yep. Oh, I gotta make my picks for all of my various fantasy leagues. <laughs> do that tomorrow. Um, yeah, okay, so hungry predictions. Let's do those. <sighs> hmm. yeah, again, I... I want to go off the I board. I think it's going to be a good one that, like, came... for Red Bull, at least. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Hungary has been a good mm -hmm. one for... The last year, except last year. Yeah. It's been a good time, actually. So every time. Because <laughs> Catherine yeah. <laughs> Obviously. But I'm not going this year, so it'll be great. So Kimmy's going to win this year. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Actually, um, yeah, I want I'm gonna... actually, I want him to yeah. win. Why not? Yeah, I I feel like... Do you think this could be a track where both Mercedes DNF? Like, no, not, but, but they might not be not as both, strong but... as be. Okay. But can you well, imagine we'll the drama? With... Can you imagine the drama if oh, Bethel and Hamilton both DNF? Oh, dude. oh my god. There would be drama just dude. from me. Dude. I would just be like, oh please. <laughs> <laughs> you you would have to counter an entire country's worth of drama. Oh, yeah. You do know. Yeah. Because can you just imagine that? Hamilton and Vettel take both each other out oh. and then Bottas wins and then takes the lead of the He would, yeah. Oh dude. Oh my god. <gasps> What? Yeah, because he's only 22 yep. points down, huh? Uh -huh. I think he is. Oh, dude. Yeah. Can oh, just man. imagine that. I I take that. that. I'll take that. Yeah, let's predict that. So, <laughs> no. Bottas, and then we'll put Dan Ricardo and... Uh, Raikkonen? Uh, yeah, Kimmy. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Two Finns and uh, Dan. Or Perez. Or Perez could actually have a go at there. Sexy Perez. With Paul Singer. Uh, oh, yeah, One of yeah, the Paul I mean, true. they were so close to the podium all year long. 
Yeah, I can't believe how well they've done. That's been really incredible. Uh, it, it really is just going to take a couple of small fuck-ups for them to get up there. Yeah. Well, it's Hungary, you never know. I mean, if we don't have fuck-ups, then it's going to be a fucking boring mm. race. Yeah. yeah, like last year. Yeah. yeah. I do very specifically remember that last year, uh, and remembering, regretting getting up yeah. and out of bed. Because you can't overtake on that track. It's just not a track where you can overtake. No. So... Mm-mm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Go Valtteri. At least, at least I have someone to actively cheer for now for maximum. So since I don't have a favorite in this series, I just cheer for like maximum on-track drama, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, Bottas leading the Bottas leading the championship would be extra like lads, lads, lads. Let's do this. Can you just imagine? So <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. It's gonna be good. Uh, let's see what else have we got today. Uh, Alex, you watched NASCAR this weekend i did so how did that go it was insane part of it so i was actually like having a party so i was like half watching it as i was like preparing and all of a sudden i look over and they're doing pit stops and this guy comes in and he like i don't know what exactly exactly happened but he went over like the wheel gun hose and then he just fucking took off, and the the hose got, like, caught around his wheel, and it snapped in half. Oh, God. And then, because all, of all the pressure going through, it just started, like, spinning around through the pit lane. And I was like, that's oh, no. terrifying. <laughs> so then I went to Google it afterwards, and that same guy had a pit stop earlier where he just straight up ran into two of his jack men. And they, like, flipped over his car. And I was like, what, what is going on? <laughs> like, that guy had such... A bad that... race. Yikes! Apparently, it was also really, really long because uh, I saw some of the IndyCar yeah. media people I follow saying that they were definitely going to turn this off in favor of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, which I approve of. It so. went really long. I think they had a couple of yellow flags that just went on forever, which is yeah. weird at Indy usually because it was at IMS and they're usually pretty quick with that kind of stuff. So I don't know. But then the guy, went, when he drove over the hose and it snapped, they didn't even have the wheel on, so it was like sort of like stuck in the chassis of the car sideways, and it was just Spark City, and just a lot of bad, a lot of bad happened. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't sound ideal. Uh-uh. Holy crap. Uh, the race was a delayed start, too, because of weather, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, uh, I saw photos of like the grandstands, and they weren't really full at they all. They were so <laughs> empty. I mean, it is an That's Xfinity so race. I mean, it's an Xfinity race on a Saturday. It got delayed so much, so I was like, I wasn't expecting that many people to be there, but it still was like so empty. Not great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one really funny thing is that so yeah, the new IndyCar Aero kits got released today. And, uh, the photos, they obviously, like, wheeled the cars out this morning and took photos at IMS, Mm -hmm. because you could still see on the Pagoda, like, the numbers of all the cars (laughs) from the NASCAR race, Uh, and a big chunk that got taken out of one of the walls by a car. (laughs) still was gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, have you guys seen the visuals of the new arrow kits? Yeah, they look really cool. They look sleek as hell. They look... They look real good. Um, but, okay, so they look really good in a different way than the new F1 kits looked really good. In that, like, this is also going to make the racing really, really excellent. Yeah. Uh, and they got rid of all the, like, bits on the car that just didn't really serve a purpose. Like, those rear pods. 
Uh, we're supposed to keep wheels from, like, going flying anywhere in case any of the tethers broke, but it turns out that if a wheel comes off, it's just gonna take that end pod with it. Like, it doesn't... It never ended up working out the way they wanted it to. Uh, so they're gone, and now the car has basically no rear end, and it looks really, really cool. It just it all <laughs> looks amazing, and I cannot... I guess they're gonna test these soon. They're testing them at IMS this week. And then at Mid-Ohio uh, after okay. the race this weekend. So we'll, we'll get to see, like, videos of these cars on track, like, really soon. I'm so <laughs> excited. It's but gonna yeah. be good. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Um, what? Any other random bits about motorsport that we have not spoken about yet? I'm trying to think. We're pretty pretty through everything, which means we can get right into our question segment. <laughs> Yay! We have a whole bunch of questions from our mailbag today. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into these. Um, friend of the show, Kale, asks, Why did I have way more fun at Lime Rock IMSA than Silverstone F1? <laughs> because! Silverstone is trash! <laughs> <laughs> oh Would you God. care to no! <laughs> it's not worth my time and energy! Look, it's just boring! Yeah, I was gonna say, oh we've been like, for Although, in fairness, I mean, I was only there the one day, but just going sort of around the fan zone, there is way more there than there used to be. So, like, they are sort of expanding in a fan capacity of, like, making things more interesting, but it's still a fucking dull track. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just dull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, knowing Kale, he's not really there for the yeah. fan zone stuff. He's there for that. I mean, he was the there racing. just Wednesday, Which is right? why Lime Rock. Uh, Friday. Friday, Where, like, yeah, yeah. Which is why Lime Rock would have been better, because IMSA is actually pretty ridiculous. We went to the Six Hours of the Glen uh -huh. a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it was, I mean, we could only see part of the track, but we had a screen up with, like, everything else that was going on yeah. around the circuit, and yeah, it was it was very, very interesting. But also, so, yeah, Silverstone were very weird this year, in that they changed their schedule, and they shifted... GP3 and F2 practice from Friday. F2 and GP3 on on Yeah, on to Thursday. the Thursday. Um, huh. So it, that made my life even more difficult. I can imagine. <laughs> to report, but, right. but That's... I don't know why. Like, they were saying it was scheduling issues, and I'm just like, but you literally do that at every single race. So I honestly don't know what the point is. was. The thing is, for working into a team, I know how difficult it is to have late change schedules, especially to have it to have to start one day before yeah and they did that in a back-to-back -back race yeah and i was just oh, like i mean for f1 it's quite okay because they have big teams and you have teams in the factory and etc but for teams like gp2 and, and well f2 and gp3 these are little teams and every single member of the team almost goes into the track mm. so yeah so logistically i'm sure it's a lot more difficult for an f2 or a gp3 team especially to, for the like, trackies accommodate yeah. for that. especially for yeah. the trackies i mean it's not as if it was from hungary to austria whatever it was from fucking austria to freaking uh yeah. so that was so so far away for the trackies i mean they had to get everything up from the sunday to come on tuesday yeah yeah, and like it make it make for go back way to the factories and on track things for people on the Friday, so it was just like I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? So what was on track on the Friday instead of GP GP three? Yeah, they were on track as well. They had qualifying. 
Okay. I, d I, I, I guess I just don't really understand what pushed them out of the way so that they couldn't have Nothing. a normal schedule. Nothing did. They didn't replace it with That's anything. Weird. They had, like, a parade for, like, ten minutes of Williams cars and possibly Renault cars. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't even know if that was on That's Friday. Um, I just know that was throughout the weekend. Yeah, the but... Yeah, the the after parade was on Saturday, I guess. If if I remember well. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's annoying. Mm. Um, but yeah, Lime Rock is a cool park, a cool track, uh, and yeah, I can pretty much understand very easily that despite the series prominence of F one, like the IMSA race would mm. be more interesting if you actually like racing. <laughs> so, um, I think this is Joe asks. Do you think Mercedes' move to Formula E marks a pivotal change in automotive and autosport futures? Uh, yeah, I think it does. Um, I think that all of the German manufacturers kind of moving as a wave to Formula E is yeah. interesting. Um, I did see a report that came out that there was some sort of, like, super pack of German automotive companies that, like, discussed diesel regulations in the 90s and, like, worked to, you know, move away from that or something. So, I, you know, the German manufacturers have obviously had electric cars and electric technology in mind yeah. for a while. Uh, I think it's going to be pivotal when a non-German company joins as a manufacturer, like mm -hmm. a new one. Um, when, like, a Tesla comes over or one of the American automotive manufacturers. You know, Chevy makes an electric car. Uh, why not participate in this series yeah. as well? So, I think it's definitely... Uh, it's pivotal to see all of these German manufacturers hop on board in seasons five and six. Adding Mercedes to the mix is really interesting, um, but I'd like to see more, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, this one's from Bex. And she just <laughs> wants to know what your favorite dinosaur is, Nina. Uh, my favorite dinosaur is—I don't know if I pronounce it well in English—but it's a Diplodocus. So I really yeah. like it. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe because it looks like a giraffe or something. <laughs> and it has a very. I mean, the, the head it has is also almost this, the. Um, I forgot my English. Sorry, it's past midnight here. Um, the 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 scale of the of its neck. I mean, oh yeah, it's, as if it's very small. It, it's very small head and a very big body, and I don't know. It always makes me laugh. And yeah. <laughs> So there you go, Bex. I mean, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Uh, Zoe just asks that if Rossi goes to Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing next year, uh, would the milkshake be an Alaskan coffee milkshake? <laughs> and I say yes, but I really hope that doesn't happen because oh no, I could. I don't want to have to cheer for Rahal anything <laughs> because no, they are Chevy though, so I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Um, Charles asks, uh, what has been your favorite race since the last episode? Uh, the last episode we recorded was right after the Indy GP, so we have a lot to choose from. Oh. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you guys think? Oh my god, what has I been your favorite race? Mm. <laughs> I know. Um, it's like a month and a half. I can't even remember the F1 well, I have race. one, but it's okay. not... I might have one, but it's not a race that we just because on this postcard usually so I don't know if I can oh, what is, use what it, is it oh yeah of course go for it it was the Norris Ring race uh, in of DTM uh, the second race I mean it's been 
quite kind of annoying because there was a huge shunt between Gary Puppet and, and Mike Rockefeller. Yeah. But, yep. but it was a, such an exciting race. And uh, also the first one, like they started with wet conditions and so it started drying. And I love those conditions because it's so strategic. And uh, so, yeah, the whole Norris Ring weekend was excellent in, uh, in DTM. And also my favorite is the first race of Formula 3 in Norris Ring because we got on podium there. So, <laughs> of course. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, which driver? Pedro Piquet. Oh, cool. That was cool. pretty cool. His first podium in Formula 3, so that was great. Oh, nice. Mm. That's fun. Um, mine, I would have to say, would be... <sighs> I guess, you know what, I'm just going to cop out and say Toronto IndyCar, because the ending was, was very gratifying. <laughs> and I'm easy. So I'm probably, even though it was like a terrible for pretty much everyone I cared about, Baku, just because it was such a shit show and like had so much going on, I was just like, well, this was entertaining in all the terrible ways. But I had a good time. I don't even remember who won, but whatever. Just like, I had a good time. <laughs> Despite all the repercussions that happened. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, what do you got? Um, I'm going to say the 500 because Max Chilton did real well. Did. <laughs> and I was so proud. <laughs> what a day for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe that he led the most laps. At the I know. Oh my god. I what was... a time to be alive. <laughs> I was going crazy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, like honestly, as happy as I am for Taku because he's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you imagine if Max Chilton <laughs> oh. won the Indy 500? There was a moment I was sitting there in the grandstand and he drove by in first place, and I was like, "Is this gonna fucking happen to me right now?" Like I was losing my mind. Oh man, yeah, the 500 was really really fun. Um, you know, despite the results not being too too ideal. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that whole we had a really great time that whole weekend. But yeah, I think Toronto is still is still my choice. But <clears throat> that's a good question, actually. Um, Joe also wants to know uh, if you own a car, what was your first car, and did it have a name? Yes. <laughs> okay. What What was your car? Um. So when I turned sixteen, I was at. Our family friend, who I call my aunt and uncle, and they had this old 280ZX that didn't run, and I was just in love with it, and it was in complete disarray, and I was like, so, like, can I have that? And they were like, yeah, take it. Like, if you want to fix it up, take it. And I lost my mind, and I was like, this is going to be the coolest thing ever, and I still have it, and I'm still working on it, actually. It's taking forever, (laughs) but I put it in car shows and stuff. His name is Zorro, and he's adorable, and I love him. He's my son. That's amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a nineteen eighty two eighty ZX. Oh nineteen eighty Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh can you tweet a picture of it at some point? Hell yeah. I I was just sending pictures to uh, Patrick the other day. I'll I'll put some pictures up after this. Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, you were asking me if I had a car or something, but obviously, yeah, do you have a car? Obviously, I do because otherwise I wouldn't be in Spa right now. <laughs> yeah, true. That's that's a good point. Uh, yeah, Is so it... it's actually my first car. Well, it was my parents' car before. It's a adorable Clio Three. 
Ooh. And uh, it's really reliable and stuff. It's t it's ten years old this year. And I don't really have a name, but I've got a surname, which is Titine. And it's basically, I think half of the French cars' names is Titine for some reason. <laughs> and uh, it's very common to call in cars with that. And uh, yeah, she's my baby. I, I no, I haven't been really nice with her, but <laughs> she's been really nice with me. So that's that's the most important. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, my car is going to be 10 next year, actually. That's weird. Uh, I bought my car. My uh, my first car. I was going to talk about my current car, but that's that not the question. Fresh. My first car was a 1989 Chevy Blazer. Uh, it was, like, black on top and tan on the bottom. And there was, like, a fade. There was, like, an aggressive fade from black to tan. Um, it, I, my, my dad bought it from my uncle. For $800, my brother and I worked at a grocery store to pay him back, and it, it had lived on Nantucket Island for like three years, including in the winters, so rust had eaten away the whole bottom of the car, <laughs> so there were like, there were like gaping holes in it that my dad and I just like DIY'd and like filled up with spray foam, and it, it worked out fine, it ran for a couple years, uh, and its nickname was the, the CLV which stood for the Connors Luxury Vehicle. <laughs> and it was, yeah, or we just called it the ship bus. It was, it, was uh, it didn't go very far. Like, it got me to school and back for a year and a half of high school, and then I went to college and didn't have to drive it anymore, and my brother drove it into the ground. But, yeah, it was a good car. I liked it. Um, Catherine, I do not drive, drive. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be very unwise for me to have a car. No. No, that's oh. all good. Um, okay, <clears throat> next question. Uh, Mingo Shoba asks, with Unified Aero in 2018, will Honda's 2017, this is IndyCar, engine gamble pay off? Will Chevy need to rethink 2018 engine development? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious already that Honda in 2017 is a you know, big step up from 2016 uh -huh. Honda. Uh, and I think with the standardized Aero kit in 2018... Yeah, Chevy's probably going to have to take a look at it because they're getting advantages out of their arrow currently, but they won't have that next yeah. year, obviously. So, we will see. <laughs> this is why I'm very concerned about Andretti <laughs> going to Chevy because, like, stop making the wrong decision. <laughs> like, you just keep doing this. I mean, they were real good when they were in with Chevy a few years ago. When Hinch was with them, they were a Chevy team. And, you know, here we are today. Yes. You know, they've, they've only got two 500 wins. I mean, whatever. Well, yeah, but how many wins outside of that? Shh. You know, it's been the Penske show. <laughs> yeah, but that's Penske. Yep. Like, that's different. I know, but still. <laughs> As Gabby Chavez said, there's Honda, there's Chevy, and there's Penske. Oh, kills me. It kills me. At least maybe it'll, maybe it'll give Honda and Penske more parody. And then Chevy can just do whatever. Yeah. Oh man, you know what this also means though? It means that AJ Foyt is gonna be even worse next year. Oh god. Yeah. I I can't. I just I don't even want. What about ECR? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's and and I mean Ray Hall at Atlanta again too. They're Chevy. Yeah. So. Or no, are they... I don't know, actually. They're, they're Honda, aren't they? 
I might I might have that wrong. They're Honda. Yeah, I lied. So they'll be fine, and uh, Dill Coin will be yep. fine. But oh man, we'll see. Uh, okay, so in any series, who is the driver that you most want to get on the podium? Like for the first time, mm-hmm. because I always want Felipe on the podium. Oh, for the first time. Uh, I. You know what? It doesn't say first time, but let's okay. say first time. My oh. drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yep. Harrison, you and Joe Mawson. There we go. There you go. There you go. Hmm. I think. Do you think they're getting close? Do you think they'll do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. If it's raining this awesome. weekend, yes. Sweet. And we are in Spa, <laughs> so it's obviously going to rain. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to keep an eye on that and see how they do. Yeah. That'll be. That'll be pretty. I keep you updated. Awesome. Excellent. I'm ready. <laughs> Um, and if Joey, Alex, and if jo- I don't know if Joey goes to the podium because Joey Mosin is an Aussie, and mm. we said that if Joey gets a win, he's going to do a showy. So no. just be. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. He did that last and I year. Say this, so. I say this as someone who has done a showy. Don't ever do it. <laughs> it's so nasty. Oh man. For the moment, uh-huh. I didn't say anything. I know that all the Aussies of our team, so there are three. All the Aussies of the team has to do a shoey when Joey's going to win. So. But we didn't yeah, say anything well, about podiums, so. Okay, okay. So, podium <laughs> would be okay because he's not going to do a shoey. That's fair. Um, I think mine would be. You know what? Honestly, I want to see Max Chilton mm-hmm. on the podium. Yes! That's what I was going to say. I'll take that as well. I just want to see his face up there. I feel like it'll be great. Yes. Oh, it'd be amazing. Face. Deserves to be on a podium. <laughs> uh, and then in F1... Um... Carlos. Yeah, I would go with Carlos. Yeah, well... Yeah. yeah. I'd like to see Carlos on a podium. Or Esteban Ocon. Also has a good face. It, it would be nice to see it on a podium. And Nando. Um, for, for reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nando, Nando just, just there's to, no rules just here. To, I just want to come Nando back to the podium. Yeah. It's not even the first time, just to come back to the it's podium. It's been so long that it's basically the first time. <laughs> I think I think now we are actually, I think now we are four years back since his last podium, or three years back, I don't <sighs> remember. I think so his last long. podium was Hungary 2014, so, but uh, just right, Google. I was going to say, it was the first year Mercedes was, was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alonso mm-hmm. made and Ferrari was shit, so... Alex, who you got? Oh, for F1? For any series. Oh. Well, name a driver that you want to see on a podium. In IndyCar, I want to, I want to see Fernando Alonso get his first IndyCar podium. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Formula 1, I think, yeah, Carlos, probably Carlos, too. I don't know. I feel like, has Nico Hulkenberg still has never got a podium, nope. has he? No, that's God, true. Yeah. he's... No. Even though he's turned Probably out... Probably not gonna anytime soon. I know. I just feel so bad for him. He's such a good driver. He just keeps getting, like, ugh, the worst happening to yeah. him. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like Lenz, but can you imagine that Lenz throw got his first podium before Nico Hülkenberg? I know. Okay, I want this to happen. It did happen. <laughs> now I really want this to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I like Lenz Oh, it lot, did happen, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sm- small Canada got a podium. Yeah, small lost. Canada, pretty good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. It's crazy to think that he's only been in the series for you know 
less than 20 races and yet here he is on the podium and nico's been here for what five seasons i know something like that yeah yeah uh he was there in 2010 but he didn't race in 2011 so i just let you do the math so six years yeah Yeah, six years shit that's <laughs> sucks to suck, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are we at the point now where we, you know, could just kind of assume that it's never gonna happen? Or... <laughs> I don't know. Well, there was that time when they thought he was gonna be like the next big thing, but he's just sort of like been shuffled to Mediocre. the back. Yeah. He was supposed to go to Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. He was supposed to go to be there. <laughs> I know. Oh, and yet here he is at Renault. Ugh. Well, it's not that bad, actually. With Jolie and Palmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess when your when your biggest rival is uh, your teammate, I guess Jolie and Palmer is a good person to have in that place. <laughs> yeah. Because man, he's not great. Oh man. Poor dude. Uh, all right. Last question of the day. Ooh. Uh, on a scale. Oh, you know what? We didn't even discuss the Halo. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, well, we can now. Uh, on a scale of one to, this is from Vikesh, uh, on a scale of one to unbearable as fuck, how bad, in your opinion, was the toxic response to the Halo introduction? Uh, and he says, it sure ain't perfect, but it's a start. I would agree exactly. with that. Exactly. And I kind of, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you think about any safety feature that's been introduced, and how many people complain about it initially, and then just accept yeah. it as fact. The hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, the hunt, the, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, if you want to talk about that, that's a perfect example. Right, Catherine, um, you wrote the verse, actually, today. I did, that. yeah. <laughs> yep. But, <laughs> yeah, I linked it on the Grid Girls Twitter, so uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, go read that post. It's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of thing where, you know, obviously you're going to have drivers and, and people who, you know, are really just concerned with visuals um, are going to complain about this constantly, but you know, it's not perfect. It's not a perfect solution. I personally would have liked to see them develop the shield a little more um, because I thought it looked slightly nicer, but you know, who's to say that we don't eventually get to that point down the road, right? At least the halo is you know, something. A a step a step in the right direction. Yeah. Because the the thing is, the fact Sorry, carry on. (laughs) The fact that they, they decided to do almost like a knee-jerk reaction to say, we're going to introduce the Halo less than one week after they test, they first tested the chill, was a way to do, to stop overthinking. I mean, it, it's when you say, oh, I'm going to buy a new phone, I'm going to buy a new phone, but you always delay because you can't choose. And then they put you in the, now you have to choose. And I think that was that kind of thing. The only thing that I have against it is that the Halo was developed by Ferrari, and mm-hmm. Sebastian Vettel, who is a Ferrari driver, was the only one who has to who actually tested the shield. Yeah. So that that yeah, that's the only true. thing. I mean, I'm not a completist or whatever, but that's the only thing. Um, yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder how much time anyone else has had to test one of these out. Well, they um, didn't test the shield. I think Vettel was the only one who has tested it. Oh, the shield. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the yeah. Halo, they all tested it, but it was Ferrari was who say, introduced that. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and yeah, again, it's a knee-jerk reaction, mm. but maybe if teams get a chance to test the shield over the course of the next year, maybe they'll switch. Um, mm. 
But yeah, I don't know. Again, it's a start. I don't think that people need to spend quite so much time ripping it to pieces. Uh, I understand criticizing it in favor of something better, but if you don't have something to suggest that's better, like, this is a step in the safe direction. So I don't think that a lot of that criticism is warranted. So... Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's all we got for questions, and talked about the Halo, talked about some races. Uh, we're back. This this is good. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Uh, I also just want to give a quick shout out to our new producer, Proxy. Uh, Proxy's a friend of mine from here in Summerville, Massachusetts. Uh, they're gonna help me actually get this podcast out and sounding real good. So if it <laughs> sounds better than any of our previous podcasts, it's because. Proxy has gotten their hands on it, and it actually is, has been mixed and whatnot by someone who knows what they're doing, and not me just, like, fumbling my way through video audio editing crap. So, yeah. Welcome, Proxy. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you can find Nina on Twitter at... Do you want to give your Twitter handle? Nina Rocky. So, N-I-N-A-R-O-C-K-Y, like the movie, mm-hmm. underscore yeah. 48. Gotcha. I couldn't remember if the underscore was before or after the Rocky, because I'm a mess. Uh, but, yeah. it's, it often changes where, wherever I am, if it's on Twitter or Snapchat or anything, so I guess, gotcha. I guess gotcha. the confusion. Um, give Nina a follow, she's great, she talks about Formula 3 all the time. Thanks. Lots of baby drivers, if you're interested in up-and-coming drivers for Formula 1, she's definitely a good person to follow. Uh, on I guess, yeah, that's it. We're done with this episode. Uh, We'll be back probably in two weeks, because I'm in Montreal next week. Uh, And we will catch you then. See ya.